Alexa, what is the baddest podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on why blacks deserve reparation and much, much more. Prayers, what's pop? Jules, what's a good word, fam? Man, nothing much, nothing much, man. Just getting ready for uh, my niece. She's going on prom this Saturday, prayers. My niece. Oh, shit, your baby niece. Okay, hold on. Uncle Prez got some questions, too. Uh Okay. What we got? Is it senior prom, junior prom? What is it? It's senior prom. Okay. All right. Now, 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 now she's going with her boyfriend, a friend. So she's she's going with a friend. She's going with, um, she's fr- uh, you know friends with the uh, her her mom, her mom is friends, uh, and and they have kid. You know, she got kids on, and they came up the same. They it's pretty much the same age. So and they go to the same school. So pretty, she's going with a friend. Uh, his name Alan. I don't yeah he. He okay, he okay, but this is press. This is prom, you know. No, prom different. No, hold yeah, on. it's a little. Now, it's a little I, I want to know more about Alan. Okay, so what's Alan like? Was he athlete or what's what's Alan's nah, situation? Alan seemed like a little goof, but I mean, <laughs> 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 he's, so, he's so Alan a little bit of a lame. A, yeah, right, right. He a little bit, you know, you know, into the technology you know the, the phones and stuff like you know what the kids be into man uh, the, the 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 games and stuff on your phones and internet and and, and social media that's what he, he's gotten into he don't play no sports or nothing so he he's i guess a I guess a geek i guess well this this is what i'm gonna say this is my public service announcement to okay. alan coach let alan hear this when he comes to pick up the niece alan keep your goddamn hands to yourself sir there you go. There you go. Yeah, you know, he I'm a um see on, on, Uncle Jewel's going we're gonna we we we're we, we gonna bring him to the side, man. I'm saying, hey, hey Alec, come come walk with me for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I see you got your your your, your, your alligators and uh, I don't even know if they wear alligators no more. But, I, don't, I don't think so, Jules. They, <laughs> these kids out here now wearing like Versace loafers and shit, man. Right, it's, right. Yeah, it's a new, it's a new day. It's a new day, boy. You see how you see how I dated myself, boy. It's you sure did. You sure did. <laughs> hey, speaking of prayers, remember remember snakeskin shoes. I remember them joints. Remember snakeskin shoes when you had some snakes on, man? You'd be like, ooh, look at that. You, hey, you was doing something. You was doing something with the snakeskin shoes. Damn. Then, then it got a little bougie with the with the alligator. Like, okay, now it's like, yeah, I don't even, don't even, you can't even find a pair of alligator shoes no more, I don't think. No, no. But no, it's, all, it's all about the loafer game now. But I want to I want to hear about this conversation that Uncle Jules is going to have with, with Mr. Allen. Because I, I already said what all, I had to say. I, I'm, I'm done with you, Allen. I'm done with you. All I'm saying, 
I'm like, man, go out there, promise, you know, go out there, have a good time, dance, have some food and drinks and food crunch or whatever. Now, afterwards, ain't, ain't going to be none of that, that, that funny business. I was one, we was once your age before, you know, we was there and we, we had problems. We know. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on. Ain't, ain't no written, ain't no written no hotels. No, no. You know, you're going to bring it back the same way she came, she, she went out. That's right. <laughs> Maybe maybe feed maybe feed her, but other than that, right, right. Then I'm gonna give him that stern look, and he's gonna be like, "I right, don't know, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm." mm-hmm. <laughs> and that'll but be you know, it. But you know what? But you know what? Alan is the type of cat that you got to look out for because you talking about how he's, oh, he kind of into technology and he kind of nerdy. Yeah, that could be that could be a whole facade. Alan, he might be like. Steve Urkel. Remember when Steve Urkel got cool and he became Stefano? Yeah, Kale? that's probably he Alan. Came, yeah, Stefano Kill. Yep. I don't yeah. trust you, Alan. No, oh, man. I'm trusting like, you. man. Yeah. <laughs> put him in the put him in the garage. They come up here. We'll walk into the garage. Ain't nothing but ain't nothing but dudes up in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, me, you, coach, <laughs> monster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Holiday and them. Hey, <laughs> he gonna be like, like ain't gonna be nothing. But you know what, Press? Man, my niece ain't no my my niece a little, little bit of a gangster. So I I, I we I think we all good. But we yeah, I'm I sure, we just I'm sure put she that, can hold her home. But guess yeah. what? It's always good to notice you got reinforcements, niece. Yeah, yes, yes, sir. So that's that's about it. I can't wait, man. I know she's gonna be a beautified. Uh my brother told me, coach told me that dress was, you know, some hundred dollars, hundred of dollars. I'm like, man, okay. And he said he yes, tried it Lord. on. He tried, she tried it on and the whole store stopped and looked at us. So I was like, all right, okay. Okay, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Now, really over here, Alan, keep your damn hands to yourself. <laughs> this, ain't, this, ain't just, this ain't just talk on no podcast. I'll pull up, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know you would. Hey, well, you you had, hey, <laughs> boy, you ain't got to get out the car. No. Mm-mm. You ain't got to get out. You just pull up, roll that window down. Like, <laughs> I just give him that. Pull the shades down real quick and just give him that. Eye, my eye to his eye. I see. Uh huh. And just leave. Like, Who just the hell leave. was that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you talking about a mind blow? You are like, damn. Like, all right. <laughs> this man didn't even come take a picture. <laughs> man. But yeah, man. So yeah, that's so gonna that's, be awesome, though, bro. It's gonna, gonna be, be nice, awesome. man. So how about yourself, man? How, how how you holding up, man? You know, busy as ever, man. I was in Columbus earlier in the week. Right now, I'm in sunny Las Vegas, man, looking out at the strip. So I'm good, brother, man. Just gearing up for this NFL draft, Jules. Oh, nice, nice. Boy, I know one thing. I was listening to you guys over DB, man, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like y'all, man. I. I know you some of some concerns, so yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all, man, because we would like to re, you know, like you said for for Bear fans, we want ex- expedited expectation and want a Super Bowl team this year. But you know, you have to give us, you know, you know, Bears fans to give give Bears give the organization time, I guess. Yeah, gotta give them a little time. But I think the biggest thing there that I was just concerned about was Justin Fields, man. I, yeah. I continue yeah. to tell this to anybody that talks to me. And I don't put a lot of stock in the fact that they didn't sign a lot of people in free agency, but I want to see what they do in that draft tomorrow, bro. That's going to be the key. 
what type of people do they draft on that offense? Because that's going to tell the story. And so that's my biggest concern there. So a lot of people are getting hung up on the whole, oh, well, the people that we have now, they're trash. Well, that's now. This team that we have right now in minicamp is not going to be the same team that we're going to have at Hallis Hall during training camp. True. True. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. But So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it all. The Bears don't even draft until Friday, but – Hey, man, I want to come down here a day early, and I just want to take in the whole scene. So I'm going to be down on the red carpet a little later on. So uh, your boy Prez, you know, he got him a nice little something-something. I'm going to be yeah. out there. So, hey, audience, you know, check us out. ESPN, your boy going to be in white. Man, hey, man, that's what's up, man. Congrats. I know they put you up in that – I know you're up in that penthouse suite, boy. <laughs> you know, something like it, Jules. I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes I downplay it, but, hey, this room is nice, bro. Shit nice. Oh, man. That's what's up, man. Do me a favor, man. Take it, say, take a couple photos for me and send it to me so I can just picture myself there with you. <laughs> yes, sir. But I always keep trying to tell you, Jules, uh, you're gonna have to get up some of your money one of these days and we need to take a trip. Yeah. Well, you, okay. you can't you can't take that shit with you, bro. I keep trying to tell you. You know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> said, spend some of that money, man. Stop yeah, spend some of that bread, bro. Come on. Come on, Jules. <laughs> Stimulate the economy, Jules. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's funny, Jules? Before we get into the episode, so last week we were talking about the American economy, and it was some people on there, they had some jokes. They was like, man, they're like, your boy Jules, man, he probably with the rich because you said that he's tight like a, a Las Vegas slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> hey, hey, but you know what, Artis? He ain't, he ain't as bad as one of our friends, this guy we used to call the GOAT. You would go out with the GOAT, and it didn't matter if he was 16 years old or 25 years old. He always had 10 or $15 in his pocket. I'm like, Bro, I don't know what you're going to do with this set of $15, but don't look at me for nothing because I got nothing Mm-mm. for you. Mm-mm. He you was the it. tightest person I've ever met in my life, and he owns buildings, and that's why, Mr. $10 yeah, you know dollars. Yeah, you know the go get money, boy. He ain't never spent his own. Nah, he never spent his own. I don't think. Not married, no kids. No. Boy, you know he's shit. He's straight. Nah, he good. <laughs> That was my fault. I always was trying to be the one to make sure everybody was good and having a good time. I should have been the 10 to $15 guy. That's That was my fault. So you know me, Jules. I just like to have a good time. Right. And that's cool, man. Uh, yeah. Hey. But you know what? We, we, we party a few times. And you know how to party, man. So that's, you know, just you being there is, 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 is I mean, it's priceless. It's priceless because it's like, Man, some people you can't party like that. No, uh-uh. you you man, we we get up and man, dude, you you know how to throw down and have a good time, and you want other people having to my hey man, what you want? You want anything? I'll catch you. Don't worry about it. Yes, sir, that's me. Man. Hey, even even when Mike had his fortieth, man, I I had just got back into town. I was like not trying to go nowhere. You hit me, was like, hey, uh, Mike having his uh his fortieth, and I'm sitting up here like, yep, man, how far is that from where I'm at? I'm like, damn, an hour. Cause you remember that I was I was somewhere I had just gotten back from somewhere out of town. I'm like, all right, I'm there. <laughs> right. Next thing you know, you come come pulling up, boy. I said, that's what I'm talking about, boy. Praise. <laughs> but that's what we do for family, man. That's yep. what we do for family. And I'm telling you, I ain't seen that dude that. Well, first of all, I ain't seen that dude in like a decade. 
And then also, I ain't seen that dude. He was smiling his ass off. I'm like, oh, look at Mike. He missed all of us, huh? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Mike. Man, just go to show you, man. Time, you know, get up there and age. Man, time and work. And boy, you, you, you look around. You haven't seen somebody in 10 years. And then there's event, man. And you just, it, it's funny how we all just snap, snap into it. Just, we, we never miss a beat, man. No, <laughs> just it, it was just like it. yesterday. It was just like yesterday. Yo. That man, like that man looked at me. He's like, boy, you ain't changed a bit. I'm like, Mike, it's only been 10 years. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> I still talk a lot of shit, Mike. <laughs> there you go. That will not change. And the moment I'm not talking shit, Jules, that's when you should worry. You're like, hey, something is not going oh, right yeah. with Chris. Right. Right. No, 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 definitely. Yeah, when something going wrong, you ain't laughing or... Giving some people that look or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, okay, wait a minute, man. What's up, my guy, man? Some something, something's off. Yep, 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 yep. No, that's funny. Hey, but listen, niece, congratulations on prom. Man, it's like yesterday, Jules and I was on prom. Those are some good ass moments. And I'm glad they're able to have prom this year, Jules, because last year all that stuff got canceled because of the uh, the pandemic. So right. I'm just happy that they're able to get out there and enjoy themselves, man. Right, me too, because last year my nephew had problem, but they didn't have it because, right, because it was because of the pandemic. So, because I was really, like, looking, you know, you know, you know, my nephew. So I was really was looking at, looking forward for his problem. You know, oh, you, you, was gonna set, you was going to set him up, weren't you? Yes, sir. Now, well, my niece is going to be a little different. <laughs> but my nephew? Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know all this is a double standard. I know. <laughs> You know, I was going to tell him, you know, a little something, something, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, he he wasn't able to have one. So, uh, maybe, maybe something else there. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyhow, we're going to get into this episode. All right. Um, the Fair of Foul this week comes over from Reggie. And he's from Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana. And Jules... This is a tough one. So he wanted to know fair or foul on Reggie Miller's comments on Ben Simmons' decision to not play in game four. Oh, man. Yeah, this was, I like you, Press. This was a little rough because, you know, uh, Ben Simmons talking about, I want to say, did he have step? Was it was his back? Yeah, stiffness in his yeah, back. Yeah, stiffness in his back. <sighs> but you know the whole ordeal with him this whole season, you know. Hey, you know what, man? I'm gonna call Reggie Miller's comments. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say fair. Okay. Reggie Miller came from an era where these cats, man, they they played. Yeah, they, they played, played 82 they games. Played, they played 82 games. I don't think anybody ever once brought up 82 games is too long, or you you sit out because you want to. Re- it, it wasn't big where you sit out because no, they, they didn't have no rest. They didn't have no rest games. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Reggie Miller's era is like, wait a minute, this is the playoffs. As long as you, even though you out down 0-3, you still have a shot. There's still a shot. Unlike the Bulls, but hey, the other sort. There's, there's still a shot. Ouch. So, yeah, I, I, Press, I, I'm disappointed in that. I'm glad we went to the playoffs, but I'm disappointed, but uh, well, well. So, uh, I, I, Reggie Miller said that, you know, you got, you got Kyrie KD. All you need is one game, and you just go from there. And he said he told him to man up. I'm fair with it, man. 
Reggie Miller, old school, came from old from the old school era where they played. And even even if your back is stiffness, kind of do some stretches, a shot or whatever. See if you can play. And if at least if you go out there, you try to give it and it's still bothering you, then you come out. That's how I look at it. Yeah, so Jules, it's tough for me to touch on this one because he's trying to – well, I don't, don't want to say he's – he's saying that his mental hurdles are kind of causing the back issues that he's having. Now, okay, that's one thing that he's kind of putting out there. But okay, at the same time, he was the one to say he planned to play in that game for. And so – okay. Well, right, 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 right. I'm not one to really be all cool with Reggie Miller because fuck Reggie Miller. It's Chicago Bulls over you. here all day long. So I remember Michael Jordan. Right. Michael Jordan almost took Reggie Miller punk ass out that time. Y'all remember that? Yeah, but, I remember that. Yeah, but those comments by Reggie, oh, I think that they're fair because what he said was this dude has zero competitive fire. And I got to agree with that. You see your teammates out here in this series against the Celtics. They're getting run through. They needed Ben. Right. That's why they did the trade, right? Yeah, because Harden didn't want to be there no more because he got tired of the Kyrie situation. And they said to Rich Paul, LeBron's agent and, 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 uh, and, Bill, and Ben Simmons' agent said, hey, this guy's going to be ready to go. No, he wasn't. That man had played one single game for the Nets. So I don't know, okay. man. It's like, it, to me, Ben Simmons, whatever is going on with him, man, I hope that he's getting the help that he needs. But if this is something else, man, and you just don't want to play, that's fucked up. Yeah. Because the team needed you. And I feel sorry for Kevin Durant and all the situation there in Brooklyn. He had to deal with Kyrie and that situation with the vaccine all goddamn year. The playoffs roll around. They get swept because guess what? They had no chemistry because the damn their, their starting point guard – Hadn't been playing all year. Right, right. <sighs> That's tough, but, man. KD, KD deserves better than what he's been dealing with in Brooklyn. Yeah, you're right. Because other than that, he could have stayed at Golden State. I mean. Yeah, because he left I mean, Golden real State. Talk, I mean, real talk. But you know what? He left Golden State because he wanted to win on his own. But all right, okay. two seasons now. <laughs> right. Because we can't ah, count man. the year that he was recovering from the uh, Achilles. So this is about two mm-hmm. seasons when he been back on the court and ain't nothing happening for him. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we both on, on the same court there because that we press because we old school cats ourselves, man. We stiffness in the back, our team needs, hey, we there. Uh, there's like I say, give it a go. Give it you know? a go. Give it God a go damn, at least. <laughs> and what are we talking about? I ain't trying to criticize nobody mental health illness or whatever like that. Right. But come on, bro. Your team needed you, and you, you. If you never even say anything, if you never said, "Hey, I'm gonna try to get out there for game four, I wouldn't have nothing to say. I'd have been like, "All right, cool," but mm-hmm. you don't want to put that shit out there. Then not only did he not play in the game, he didn't even show up on the bench because he's talking about his back. But it didn't stop him the previous game from sitting his ass on the bench wearing some weird ass outfit with glasses and shit. That's the thing; these guys are more concerned with looking cute for the camera and looking cute walking into the arena than actually playing on the goddamn court. Yeah, I know all this. Y'all like, man, that's Prince's get off my lawn take. Yeah, that is my get off the lawn take because I'm sick of it. These players need to men up. Our men need to men up. Shit, while I'm talking about it. Dude, real, 
I can't do nothing but agree with you, man, because as a time where if you injured, ah, you with the team, you travel with the team, you you, you show support. But this man, this the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's do it's do or die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I you know somebody somebody KD or whoever the case may be, somebody needs to grab you know snatch some collars. Like listen, <laughs> everybody, let's get a head on straight here. We playing for there's a one is a one reason why we playing this game. You know we are trying to get that that we trying to get them range trying to get that that trophy. Right. Come on now. We you know let's tighten up. Let's you know. Somebody just need to speak up. Some need to take, you know, take the reins button, you know, you know, and, and just say, hey, listen, we ain't, no, this is some bull. Kyrie, whatever you want to do, get get the shot, don't get the shot, or get off the damn team, because we need we need a reliable point guard. Ben, I don't know what's with your back, but you better get your ass on me. You're gonna, you're gonna get some real back problems. You know, something <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> something, man. I don't know, man. Hey, friends, we hey man, we 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 ain't grew up like that, man. Hell no, hell no. Listen, man, and you know me, I didn't have no pops in the crib, I had no male influences. It was me, I didn't want to lose, right? Exactly, you know me, you know, I had that fire in my belt, right? Right, should we just podcast, bro? And I sometimes be sitting over here, just like, (laughs) man, I don't know about that show, Jules. Like, I'm like, that's how I am. Okay, and then, the, and then the listeners will come back like that show was fire, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I appreciate y'all, <laughs> right? Because, right. like, see, you don't want to lose, man. You got that, that, that killer, that killer spirit, boy. You just, you just, you know, listen, I got that mama mentality sign at the crib mm-hmm. in my home office, and I got that he man that holds up the mic. Come on, man, oh, you what, you th- what y'all think this is? No, man. Well, hey. so so Reggie's comments, I call them fair. Uh-huh. But I still hate Reggie Miller. I still gotcha. hate him. You gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And I also hate when he announces the games. So I know this question came from somebody from Indianapolis, and you're like, man, I just asked a question about fair or foul. Well, you don't get it all. I hate Reggie Miller. I don't think he's a good <laughs> announcer. And Damn. how did you like them L's that you guys took to the Bulls back in the 90s? That is all I got for you. Sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got y'all, man. <laughs> All right, Jules, next question. Comes on from Darius from Berlin, Germany. From Berlin, Germany. And his question. What are your thoughts on the Mike Tyson plane incident? Dude. I saw that, and I'm like, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was, I'm like, listen. Leave that man alone. For real. Leave him alone. How about that hand speed, Jules? Dude, I'm like, he hit that dude maybe a hundred times. Yeah. The guy next to him, Mike. Mike, Mike was go- he he lost it. He was in another place. Uh, Prayers all I can say, leave that man alone. Mm-hmm. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. Mike just touched him. Because he he held, he held his punches. And because also, he had that, that, and also he had that dude push back. it on him. If that dude right. next to dude, man, that dude saved his life. Right. So, shit, I'm going to say leave that man alone. That man ain't there, man. Leave that man alone. And, and, and I heard, I wish I know Mike Tyson personally, but I don't. But I heard, man, everybody said Mike Tyson's a real good guy. He's smooth cat. 
But and he's a sweet guy. He's a sweet guy, man. Just don't mess with it. I mean, he's still Mike Tyson. I don't care how old he is. Man, you're a dumbass. Mess with him. You're a dumbass. And guess what? He deserved that ass whooping. Because what you bothered him for? Right. Listen, you and I, and I'd have been you and I sitting behind him. We'd have been like, hey, what's up, champ? Hey, nice to meet you. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, can we maybe get a picture? Done. Have a good flight. They right. said this man antagonizing him, acting a fool. I guess even Mike Tyson's uh, spokesperson said he threw a bottle of water or something. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. He must have did. He did something with he Mike. He did something. Ain't no man going to just haul off and do that, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> like you said, Jules, Mike Tyson's the last person I'm fucking with. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mike Tyson and Marshawn Lynch. I'm like, you know, ain't too many cats. I'm like, all right, but you know, them, you know, them dudes, they're a little, they're a little special. Yeah, <laughs> little special. you know, they ain't rap type. Right. No, I ain't, I ain't doing all that now. And, and I and I would say this too. The guy had that shit coming for him. Because Tyson, the OG, he bit somebody's ear off. What the hell you think he gonna do to you, bro? Ooh, wee, he hit that man. I I lost. I lost it's, count of how many punches he threw. It was like that old. It's like that old arcade. It's like old Street Fighter where you get E Honda and he doing that <laughs> thousand hand slaps. It was like one of those. Because dude, they weren't even like full on punches. Because if he would have right. had a chance to wind back, oh my god, oh. But I tell you what, thing, Jules and audience, if that guy was man enough. To sit there and instigate that shit with, with Mike Tyson, that he was man enough to eat them punches. So I don't give a fuck what he was saying after the fact. And then he and he took him. That's all you he see can his face. Do. You see yeah. his face. Uh huh. He took. <laughs> oh, leave that man alone. Leave him alone. You see him walking. Move out. Move out the way. <laughs> I tell you what, he got a story to tell. He got his ass. He got his ass whooped by Mike Tyson. Mm hmm. Why would anybody think that that would be okay to fuck with him? Praise. Mike Tyson, bro? Praise. Yeah, not me. Hell no. And I'm with you, Only- Jules. I'm not too shook about the situations out here in these streets. I see Mike. I might not even say nothing to him. I'm over here talking about asking for a picture. I wouldn't ask him for no picture. I'd just be like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> and I keep that shit moving. Not, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> he over there yelling at He walking down the street. Nice to meet you, Mike. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I used to have bass in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. He said he used to have bass in my voice. <laughs> but you, you know what, though, Prince? If I could if, if, if I could have a conversation with Mike, I'm like, Mike, I'm a little mad at you, Mike. He was like, why why are you mad at me for and I'm be like oh shit because I'm sitting up there we paid all that money for the watch you fight and you there beating dudes out one minute in the first round <laughs> <laughs> but it was entertaining that minute was entertaining though <laughs> all right now that you mentioned it Jules I gotta say the punches he threw in that plane was better than the punches he threw in that Roy Jones exhibition so if oh, I had damn. to say anything I wish I was on that plane <laughs> Mike, you tell Mike, Mike, what happened to the punches when you fight Roy Jones? Yeah, I can't even hear Roy Jones like that. <laughs> no, Roy Jones, my friend. 
And I'm also going to say, in case this clip gets over to Mike Tyson, those are the views of Jules and Jules alone. Hey, you ain't going to find me, Mike. Yeah. You ain't going to find me, man. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Prayers don't want no smoke. <laughs> yeah, I get a doorbell. Uh, my, my, my doorbell and rang, and it's Mike at the front door. So what's this you talking about? Oh. <laughs> And you see that Mr. Tyson, he's still going. <laughs> <laughs> you see now call him Mr. Tyson. See how Mr. Tyson. <laughs> oh man. I'll, I'll run for Mike, man. I'll run from him. Uh, you a fool. <laughs> All right, our next question comes mm. from Jennifer from Fort Myers, Florida. And she wants to know how do you guys feel about the mask mandate being lifted on airplanes? So, so, Prince, let me ask you something, man. That air that's 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 in the airplanes, man, it, it, it kind of reciprocate, right? Yeah, it's like recycling air. It's recycling, right? It's reciprocate. What is what's the shit? Recycle, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you know, I'm cool that we you don't have to, we don't have to wear the mask, man. Wearing a mask for for a long period of time, it's get uncomfortable, and you know, you want to breathe, and so, you know. But I, I just pray nobody's sick on that plane, you know, but. What so I president, it's been a minute since I've been on the plane. So so is it um let's say so you can wear you can wear the mask if you want, right? Like you don't have so to yeah, you have so you have the option. So okay uh, on my two flights this week, I would say man, I would say maybe ten percent of the people had a mask on. Okay. Yeah. I guess I mean uh, I, it's cool because I we're gonna try wife and I, we're gonna try to uh, one of the guys from the job is get, from the job is getting married in Puerto Rico. Hey, and, yeah, so we're gonna try to we're gonna try to go. And I know my wife; she don't have her mask on, but for me, right, she probably gonna have a double. Yeah, you know, Prez, you know her. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know her. She has two masks and a two mask and and, and a face shield or something. Yeah, <laughs> and gloves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just look over. Hey. But yeah, I'm gonna be maskless, man. <laughs> so I, I uh, on that question, man. I guess it's cool. I just pray nobody's sick on that thing, you know. Well, so I, that's the, now. This is the point I was getting ready to make because on my so my flight this morning down here to Vegas. So I didn't have my mask on. I had it on when I first got into the airport, just because I was hustling and bustling and moving around. But I was like, on the airplane itself, you know, I think I told you this before in the audience. I get a little claustrophobic, so the mask on the airplane it kind of bothers me a little bit. So. I don't wear it on the mask. I mean, I don't wear my mask on the plane. Okay. However, there was this lady next to me, man. I don't know what her deal was. She coughed. She didn't cough one time. She coughed like eight times. I Ooh. looked over. I was like, um, do you need some water? Uh, right. I, I started being funny. I said, a lozenge, a, a vaccine. What can we do for you? And she started laughing. She's like, no, I'm vaccinated. I'm not sick. And I was like, oh, okay, no problem. And I put my mask on because I was like, you, you coughed mm-hmm. too damn much. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what, Prez? No, you, hey, you smart, man. I'm going to carry me a mask with me just in case somebody want to start coughing yeah. and hacking and stuff. I'm like, all that stuff in there, all them, the, all your little particles in there. Uh-uh. You keep that to yourself, lady. Mm. But, and I told you, Jules, I'm so self-conscious about this COVID stuff, I had to sneeze on the plane. Bro, I held that shit in. My chest felt like it was about to blow out of my goddamn body. Oh, damn. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that shit. I want people thinking I'm sick over here. Right. Ooh, man. That shit Holding the sneeze. Ooh. That shit yeah, hurt. right? You know what I'm talking about. That shit, I'm going to blew my damn chest out. <laughs> shit. Man. 
like Dr. King, if I had a sneeze, that was me. Shit, I was like, my chest about to blow out. So, so prayers, man, not to change. Well, it's kind of, you know, it relates. I, so I saw on the news, Fauci said we're out the pandemic stage. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I heard that, man. I don't believe that shit. You know, okay. somebody, somebody paid him to say that. Come on. <laughs> I'm still working with people that's catching COVID. And the people ain't even going to the office every day. One, mm. one of the guys, he going to the office one day a week, he got COVID. I'm sitting up here like, this shit still is out here. Okay. You know what that is. It's money motivated, bro. Get people to get people to go out there and spend that money and get his yeah. money. Yeah. Hey, listen, they try to get that that Dow Jones. They try to get that shit back up. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So, no, so Jennifer, to answer your question, I'm happy about the mask mandate being lifted on airplanes. However, I still will wear my mask depending on the situation and where mm-hmm. I am. But I would say that I don't wear it 100 percent of the time. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. If I'm outdoors, I'm definitely not wearing it. Now, I've seen some people at Sox games, and I'm like, bro, ain't nobody in your row. Why are you wearing a mask? Like, what are you doing? The- Take that mask off. You should have went over there and snatched it off on. I'm like, no, I just remember. I'm like, y'all used to make fun of Michael Jackson for wearing a mask. Now, look at y'all. Damn. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, Jacko. <laughs> <laughs> he was ahead of his time with that mask, wasn't he? He sure was. He knew it was coming. Oh, man. So, so Jewel said, mask was for him. Yeah. Wifey, double mask, gloves, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. She's going to bathe in, in, in hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's her. And then just me, it just depends on if I start hearing somebody having a coughing fit. And it's, it's going on. Mm. And it ain't going to be one of the punk-ass masks either, man. I'm wearing the real, the N95 joint. There you if, go. If it get like that. I'll be like, where you going, prayer? You sanding something, man? Where you going? <laughs> <laughs> Over there sanding. Some sand yes, work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know how we do. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, our last question. And this one comes from Jason from Henderson, Nevada. And Jules, he wanted to know, how would you feel if Francis Gandu versus Tyson Fury fight under hybrid rules? I'll tell you one thing. Now, that, that Paul stuff, not too much. But this one, oh, yeah, I watch this. Not only would I watch it, I'm going to have a party for that. If that thing is sufficient, uh-huh, consider yourself invited, Jules. We're going to have to pull oh, up. Oh, that's what's up. That's going to be a fight. That's Both of these men are giants. Now, yeah. Tyson, Tyson 6'9", and, 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 and Francis 6'4". These are some big dudes. Now, I know what they was talking about. We'll use the, they'll use the... Uh, MMA gloves in a boxing setting, boxing ring, but MMA gloves. MMA gloves, I think it's 10 ounces, eight or 10 ounces, something like that, if I remember. So, them punches going to be a little, they're going to be a little harder because it's not too much padding. So, the only thing I just need to know is, is this, I can, I can only assume that it's just straight up boxing because the only thing with Francis, he uses arms use legs elbows you know so now you're taking all that away it's just it's just boxing so that's going to be interesting to see because now you in tyson's uh in his in his world so but still he's still not a strike he's a striker so it's still going to be be very interesting and and they saying who who's the baddest mf of the planet so that's and 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 for some reason prayers i just like tyson's spirit man 
Me too. You know, he's, he just seemed like a fun dude. He's not afraid of a challenge. He was over there, you know, shaking hands and hugging the dude up there like, yeah, we're going to, you know, yeah, you, you, you know, I'm cool. We cool and stuff. We're going to get it on, but we still, we still good. So it's like, man, I, you know, I, I watch that. I watch it, man. I, I actually can't wait for it, really. Yeah, I'm with you, Jules. And also, too, I don't know if you knew this, but Francis, he holds the current record for the hardest punch start. We've uh-huh. seen so many of these fights over the years with years. Floyd Mayweather, yep. you know, versus yep. Connor. This is one I actually would be into. Oh, you know it's big money for uh for Francis. Oh, yeah. It's big oh, money yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. But so I would also it. say, though, Tyson Fury, pure boxer. I oh, mean, yeah. You saw what he did to Wilder. So my thing is with a guy like Fury, I mean, I would give Francis a puncher's chance, but Fury, man, he outclassed him, I think, if they ever fought. Yeah, I would, I would say so, too, because, I mean, still, Tyson's 6'9". Mm-hmm. You know, Francis have to come in, and normally when you come in, you kind of you leave yourself exposed because now mm-hmm. you, you definitely in range. So, uh, you know, so, we, we man, we'll, we'll see. Dude, we will see, man. Like I said, you get it, man. Man, let me know, man. I'm there. <laughs> I, I, listen, that, that, I'm telling you right now on the show, that fight okay. get announced, it's happening. I don't Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Because that right there, that will be an exciting matchup. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. what I've been waiting on again. I'm like, I've been so sick and tired of boxing not having any of those premier matchups. You remember when back in the day we used to go over to your crib when there was those big fights? Tyson, holy fear. I remember that shit. We was over at your crib watching that shit. Those oh, yeah. Big fights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you remember you guys all posted up in my place with the yep. Tyson and Lennox Lewis fight. We had 100 people in my one-bedroom condo. That shit was so much fun. Dude, we was all in there, man. And, you know, well, I don't know what you know, Mike. Well, that's okay, Mike. But, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it just wasn't one of my best fights. But, you know, we, <laughs> we had fun. <laughs> We had, we, had Tyson, that was Jules. <laughs> we had fun though, man. We had fun, dude. It was it was what's up, dude. You ain't kidding. He said it wasn't big group, but man, we had you had food and drinks and stuff like that. It was watching the watching the fight, man. It was it was fun, man. I I I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Dude, it was crazy. My the lady down at the I remember the, in the front, she was like, How many people are upstairs right now? I was like, I like 10 people. It got we had so many people up there. I had to start sending people up the back way. I'm like, man, I don't want to get in trouble no. Right. Because you know how people they start hating. Man. Oh man. Good Those times. are the good times, boy. Good times, dude. Ah. All right. Well, let's get into this episode before we get out of here. So okay. this one came over from Maria from Chicago's little village. And Jules. First topic she wanted us to discuss was why should black people get reparations? Mm. So, so at first, when the, when it came over, I was like, Maria, mm. like you trying to troll us? What, what, what are we doing here? Right, 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 right. So then she came back and she said, no, no, no. She said, she said she just keeps hearing this from her friends and her friends saying how African-Americans deserve reparations. And she said she just wanted us to dig into this a little bit further. Mm. So I, and I wondered, I'm like, well, how come your friends didn't explain to you why they think they deserve it? Because I know why I think I deserve it. True. And Jules and I on this show have talked to you guys a lot about what happened in Tulsa. And you think about that situation, that marked an era where Black America had some riches. They had a piece of what they call the American pie. And the mobs took that shit away from them, Right. 
not only did it affect those individuals at that time, but that was generations of damage, Jules. Mm, dude. You know, because like we said at the time, that was Black Wall Street. That was ours. Right. We built that. That right. was all us. And the effects of what happened in Tulsa are still felt today within our black communities. We talk about it all the time on this show. So, Maria, you're going to get press preaching to you today because there are so many reasons why we deserve reparations. And that's just one of them. Mm -hmm. Don't even get me started on slavery. Mm -hmm. Jim Crow South. I think that the survivors of anyone that had to do with slavery or they came from anything to do with that kind of stuff, they deserve something. I mean, Jules, think about this fact. The average African, uh, the average Caucasian family has roughly 10 times the amount of wealth as the average black family. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make this about a black or white thing, but I just want you guys to understand that one individual group of people were able to create wealth. Well, you had another group of people that had it taken away from them. And some people may listen to this and say, oh, well, you know, you guys seem to do okay. You do this. Yeah, we do fine. But it wasn't because we inherited shit. Right. Could you imagine, Jules, if you and I had the generational wealth behind us with the, with the work that we have, with all the other things that come to the table where we would be right now? Mm-hmm. Come on. Because you wouldn't be starting from the bottom. No. You know what I'm saying? You have to do that. You know, to give you give you that 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 that, that handicap. It's 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 something that uh, certain groups have that that we don't and some other groups don't. And then to start from the bottom, sometimes you will never reach the destination for some people because it's be the mindset or whatever the case may be, they'll, they'll give up. And then you, you stay in this cycle where I can't get it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where I'm at. Or I don't see the vision. You know, so there's some people's dreams is 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 uh, uh, is hard. But some else's who have that generational wealth, they'll be able to, to, to live that, that American dream, that American lifestyle. Only because they had old money, but you know the, the the thing was set up for for them to succeed, right? Well, so. and, I, and I told the story last week on the show, and a lot of people chimed in and they wrote in Jules about the fact that they were like they were pretty upset with the fact when they heard that I said that my grandmother died broke. Well, they were like, "That's sad," you know, that somebody mm -hmm. worked their whole lives and they had nothing to show for it. But okay. what I responded to and I said, mm -hmm. "She's not the only one," right. Right. Mm -hmm. There was no generational wealth for her, which means when she passed, I wasn't getting a check. I got the bill. Oof. And I know people on the other side, when their relatives and loved ones pass away, they're getting checks. A friend of mine, her grandmother passed. She had enough money to put down the down payment, 20% to buy her first home. You see, that's the stuff that we're talking about. And that's why Maria... When you ask a question about why do black people deserve reparations, that is why. Because there's some people in this world that have the opportunity to start up the right way. There's people in this world that have been born on third base, acting like they were born on first base. No, you haven't. 
See, Jules and I, we were born on first base, and we mm -hmm. win it. You win it, but you started on third base. And what do I always say, Jules, is sometimes when I'm in certain situations, I look around, and I always say, I'm not supposed to be here. And people will sit here and say, no, prayers, you do belong here. And I'm like, no, because there's so many people that we came up with, they're no longer here, and a lot of them still don't have the mindset to be in the rooms that I'm in. No matter how many times I had conversations with them about, man, you should think about this. You no, because it's a mindset. When you have things that are stripped from somebody and they don't even know how great they can be in this world. See, that's trauma. And see, all of those different things is why we deserve our piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. Amen. Press. When I heard, when this question came up from Maria, I'm glad, you, you know, yeah, I'm like you. I'm like, hey, okay, got your but buddies could have told you why, but she wouldn't hear from us. Okay. She so may she may regret that when I get done. Uh, uh oh. And this question here, it, it's <laughs> hey, well, Maria, come on now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just gonna take a we're gonna go through a a a a, a time frame here. August 1619 was the, was was the first ship that brought the slaves over in Jamestown, Virginia. Okay, estimated about 12 million Africans were shipped to America, even more into these islands. Now, they didn't brought them over here because of uh, vacation. <laughs> they brought them because they was getting some work. They was working them. They were slaves. You strip these people from their 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 heritage. You strip them from their their identity. You strip them from their family. Okay. These plantation owners raked in billions of dollars of free work from our ancestors. Billions. Mm. Black, black people wasn't, they wasn't even, they didn't consider them as one person. They called them three fifths of a person. How the hell are you a human being, but you three fifths? Hmm. The conditions they was working in was atrocious. Women were getting raped. Black men were getting hung, kids killed. You know, okay, like you said, Perez. Now we got that. You had black people start doing stuff. We, we talked about Black Wall Street. Black people doing business, making business, doctors, lawyers, uh, movies, everything. They had a black district. There was an allegation and up in smoke. Yep, up in smoke. Also and they tr they yeah. tried to rebuild, but of course it it, it wasn't the same. No. Okay, World War II, we talked about on here. My grandfather's both my grandfather served in World War II. My one, uh, my mom's my mom's father was a corporal. Just just a couple of days ago, wow, man, this is this man, God, boy. just a couple of days ago, she gave me she gave me his flag. They dressed this coffin with his flag, and she gave it to me. Told me she wanted me to have it. I was oh, like, wow. oh wow, man, I was like. Oh wow. That's an honor, man. Yeah. Now I have my other grandfather's flag from my, my mom's side. This is her father. So um um I'm sorry, because my to, to clear it up, my my grandma they, they got a divorce and she my grandmother remarried. So but they both oh. was in the army. They both was in the army. Damn, so she liked her military man, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I guess so, old granny boy. <laughs> like a man in uniform. Huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have both flags now. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get cases for them. And at that time, press, we talked about on this show how they wasn't able to get that GI Bill. The whites did where they can get homes and schooling, but not not the black soldiers. Right, exactly. Yep. And so, Jules, so, mm-hmm. one, one quick thing, because you 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 cooking, man. I I, I want to just add in on one thing that you said there. When you gave that valuation of the three billion dollars, it made me like get really quiet here because I said that was the value that they assigned to their physical bodies of mm. them as human beings, right? So, to your point, they weren't even considered a whole person, right? They were considered three billion dollars in just value, just for what they represented, right? But when you want to think about the cotton industry back in those times, I don't know what the number was, but I heard it was almost a half a billion dollars. Oh, man. Right. Of cotton that was produced by blacks that were enslaved. When I talk about slavery, slavery enriched these white slave owners. Exactly. And their descendants. And their Exactly. Right. And when we want to talk about this, that shit also fueled the economy of this country. And last year, last week, we talked about the economy. Well, the economy back then was fueled off the backs of African-American people. Well, today's economy is fueled off the backs of black people, poor people, and the middle class. Mm-hmm. And nothing much changed. And y'all want to ask me why we deserve reparations. Press all this, <laughs> dude, and I'm glad... Thank you for the question, Maria. Because now she can listen to all this. Because we, we our ancestors were stripped from it. We, you know, Africans living good over there. I mean, you have your, you know, poverty, you have poverty everywhere. But pretty much, black people wasn't living in, we're in better condition than what they was brought into. Is what I'm saying. Now, reparations for the descendants of the slave, you know, slavery. Should shouldn't even it shouldn't be be a discussion. It should be you know why because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. We strip these people, kill d- d- these people for four hundred years. Now four hundred years, press is a long time. We talk about ten years with the goat. Now, right? <laughs> or him being cheap on on, on parties. Mm-hmm. Four hundred years on 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 a slavery. Mm-hmm. What, did we did people? Bug, did people get up in arms about when you give reparations to Holocaust survivors? No. Even what about war to, to the Native Americans? Dude, oh, the Native Americans, right. And then you have, there was reparations given to World War II captured uh, Japanese soldiers. They, get, they was right. given reparations. They got billions. So, it's, it's not, it's not why. It's, it's, well, the question, it should have been given reparations. But we know how this we know how this world works. But the the, the question the, the, the answer to your question is yes, black people should be getting reparations because uh, we built this country. That's we, right. You know, we built this country. We had inventors of this country that you know invent things, marvelous things they don't even get credit for. And we died in the wars Man, where you on. guys enriched yourselves even yeah. further. And the federal government has never atoned for the lost equity for us. Housing, transportation, 
the policies they put in place. See, we talked about all these things on this show before. Redlining. These mm. things, the systems were put in place designed for this way. Now, I don't want anybody that's a non-black to listen to this show and say, oh, man, they're blaming. I'm not blaming you. But when we get a topic like this when someone asks this question, don't expect for me not to be fired up by it. Because I take this shit passionately when I tell you that I had my grandmother to die with nothing. They worked her ass off. It should never have been that way. It should have right. Because guess what? Her mother and father had land that was stolen from them. You know what I mean? Mm. And like mm. Jules said, other people have had reparations. He talked about the Japanese Americans who interned during World War II. A lot of people don't even talk about that, Jules. The Native Americans, they receive land at billions of dollars. All type mm -hmm. of benefits that they get. The Marshall Plan for survivors of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I have a problem with any of those people being right. reparations. Right. But why is one group left out of this? It... Well, Press, we were talking about uh, uh, on the show how they tried, after all these years, tried to get reparations to the uh, red light district. Uh, oh, not red light district. The, uh, 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 shit, man, man, we just talked about it. Uh, Black Wall Street. I'm an easy one. My mind, it's almost a red light yep. district. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jules out here trying to kick it, y'all. Where we going? Where you thinking, Amsterdam? <laughs> uh, I'll start looking at those things. What's up? <laughs> with Black Wall Street, where the survivors of Black Wall Street, you know, try to get reparations there. I think it's only two left, two or three. I know we talked about it in the show, but why? It, it's 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 long overdue. Long yeah, overdue. Man. I I, I it, 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 it's it's messed up because it's like it's like you know what you got, you know what you guys did or, or answers have done. Mm -hmm, you know how mm -hmm. black people is treated in this world. Hell, like you say, the Native American, they was yeah you. Stole land for new, but he was getting rep. You know, they was getting uh, reparations. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Like, why is it that this group got left out? Like, what right. is that? Because, and you know, Spike Lee, he named his production company Forty Acres and a Mule, and a lot of people don't even know what that even means. So, Maria, I'm going to explain this to you since you're friends of color. Haven't probably explained this to you, mm -hmm. but. General William Sherman, after the Civil War, one of the leaders, said that each black family would receive 40 acres of land, right? So what that was, it was allocated 400,000 acres of confiscated Confederate land that was supposed to go to black families, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And they were going to receive the mules that were left over from the war. Hence, 40 acres in the mule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, guess what? After President Lincoln was assassinated, Andrew Johnson reversed that order and he returned that land back to, to former slave owners. Mm -hmm. So you had someone that was trying to do right and it didn't happen. So that was a missed opportunity. And see, a lot of people don't even know that. When they see Spike Lee's 40 Acres in a Mule, people don't even know the, the genesis of what that means and what that even speaks to. So Maria, when you look at a situation like that, 
that right there, could you imagine Jules and our family if we would have been able to profit off of those 40 acres of land and what we'd have been able to do with that land? Because think about all the stuff we were doing with cotton and sowing the lands for the different slave owners. We showed that we already knew how to multiply uh-huh. and grow a business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, that would have been passed down from generation to generation. Too, because right after slavery, many of the slave owners didn't know how to do anything because they had slaves to do everything. You know, the uh, the cotton the cotton industry, like we say, is a billion dollar industry, but Eli Whitney is one who, who, who invented the cotton gin. So you get, black, you know, blacks was cre- had the vision and creativity to, to do things even with the condition they was in. But the white, you know, some white people had stole their division ideas and don't they don't get they don't reap the benefits from from what they uh, invented. So it's only right to get to give uh, reparations because of all the things we talked about. Four hundred years, prayers. Mm-hmm. In them four hundred years, there've been some great inventions, great black people who came in. I mean, and, and, and built built this country. It wouldn't be in America without us. Our ancestors. You know what I'm saying? They built so, this country. They built this country. And so this is a bill that's been way overdue. And, <laughs> and you know how I just talked about how Andrew Johnson came in and, and overturned that 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 order. But then the reparations were actually paid to a party during that time. It wasn't the blacks, it was actually to their slave owners. They were paid reparations for lost property. Really? And you know what that lost property was was considered? The slaves. Come on now. Prez, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's you talking about an insult, uh, insult to injury. Yeah. They made money hand over fist. And they still were compensated with reparations. <laughs> so, so my whole thing is when someone asks a question like that, and Maria, I'm not trying to pick on you. Mm-hmm. Right. I just want you to realize that how I take this subject matter. I take this very personal. I ain't never needed no handout of my life, but guess what? It would sure have been nice to have a sense of when I would go visit relatives down south and say, oh, this is all of our land. We own this, 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 and this. I couldn't say that. When my grandmother would take us down south, they lived in very modest homes, but it wasn't like what it should have been. Because it, it's almost like, <laughs> what you you know, with the questions, like, what you, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, okay, there, there are people who, who just really just want, but, but why? Okay, well, okay. Simply put, why? Because we, hell, because we built this, we built this country and never got paid for it. We, you know, we was the starters, the origin, you know, get things going and, and never get paid for it. I mean, and, and, and I don't know how right now, how can they do it? I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure, you know, we talked on this show one uh, in um, Evanston. They was talking about as far as the housing, right. you know, something they was trying to do, you know, as far as reparation because the discriminatory practice that was 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 placed on black people when trying to buy housing out there in um, Evanston. But, I mean, you can go a little further, you can go a little deeper and do something else, you know, with reparations, with that. That's, that's you know, we're we seeing something. We're seeing something, but, they, you know, they can go a little little deeper with this. So, so I mean, like I say, Press, this is this one of the things is uh, shouldn't be no 
no no no pushback or a debate it should be okay let's let's get it moving let's get it let's get it going and, and give the give reparation to people who uh like it i don't know how they're gonna do it but uh, who deserves it but whoever deserved the the uh, reparation let's let's go ahead and, and take care of that well shit figured out like you did for everybody else well, I, true, I, true, you know, true, right? Because I know what Evan said, and you're right. We did bring that up on a previous episode. They did their reparations in the form of housing vouchers, right? And remember, I think what the years was from 1919 to 1969. I think that was kind of the years that they thought that those residents were affected. Mm-hmm. So, listen, this is why we have people in power. Figure it out. Do the right, right. thing. Because at the end of the day, you can't sit here and take care of one group of people or multiple group of people, and then you get another group of people over here, and you're looking at them sideways. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they always asking for something. They always need something. What do you mean? We asking for what's rightfully ours. We coming to collect the check. Dude. <laughs> Bill, way overdue. <laughs> way overdue. <laughs> way overdue. You owe me that with you owe us that with interest, dude. I was about to say that. I was about to say that, and some interest in gratuity. (laughs) (laughs) So, Maria, I hope that that answers your question. And this is why we do this show. This show is called Pulling Back the Curtain because we want to pull back the curtain on things that a lot of other shows probably aren't going to talk about. Jules and I, we're not going to duck any sort of issue, but I will tell you. If you guys want us to talk about a topic, don't expect to get a bubblegum response mm-hmm. because something like this got me fired up. And I ain't got fired up on this show in a long time, Jules. But this did today. And I take this shit to heart, man, because this has been long overdue, man. And I really wish Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and both sides of the aisle mm-hmm. sit down and actually really try to put something together on this. And not talk about this shit during the campaign trail. Just like the same way that they talk shit about uh, eliminating student loan debt. And here that shit is still out here. People are still fucking struggling. Mm -hmm. Do something. Because while you guys are all fat cats over here with your millions of dollars, you got people out here that are hurting. Do something to help people. Do right by people. Do right by the African-American community. Jules? Gonna hit him with that curtain call. Press. This curtain call goes out to Dow Blast, student body president at Georgetown University. Now has been pressing Georgetown to act more quickly on a promise to help descendants of enslaved people sold in the 19th century to pay off debt at the school. The school's promise followed a student referendum in 2019 and protests calling for reparations that drew widespread attention aimed at national reckoning over race and reconciliation. Blast and other students recently held an event highlighting what they call Georgetown's broken promise to the descendants community. The school pledged tangible reparations, the students said, but two years have elapsed. Spoiler alert, none has ever happened. Sloop to Niles for applying pressure to the institution regards to this critical matter. Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Audience as always, we appreciate your continued support of this platform. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening, and we are out.